Hello, America. I'm Robert Reese, and welcome to the CEO Show. We're here today with Bill Madison. How are you, Bill? I'm doing great. And Bill is the CEO of the insurance division at LexisNexis Risk Solutions. Did I get that right? You got it right. So now explain to everyone, a lot of people know what's going on with LexisNexis, and you're in one of the bedrocks of the economy, which is insurance. Talk about what your business is. Yeah, so the way I describe it, Robert, is if you um, think about the insurance market, and probably the easiest way for most people to really relate to it is when you see an insurance commercial um, on TV, and you see a lot of those on TV today. So you're watching a sporting event, you see a brand pop up from an insurance standpoint. Um, think about that as an advertisement for us. And you're going, okay, so what do you mean by that? So if that consumer actually goes to that brand, to whether it's an agent or a website or to a call center to receive an insurance quote from them, that insurance company is coming to us to get information on that consumer so they can price that consumer as a risk. So we're really embedded in the process of insurance um, from that perspective and really providing intelligence back to the industry on the risks that they're about to take on. Well, that's pretty important because all of a sudden you get the risk profile wrong and your pricing goes down and now you go into the old internet model. Well, we lose money on every transaction, but make it up in volume. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's it's an important role, and we don't take that role lightly. And so um, very transparent from the standpoint of the data sets that are being utilized. Um, and I think it's also important to understand the, the importance of that transparency, allowing consumers to actually get a copy of the intelligence that we have on them that's used to price them as a risk um, through an FCRA, Fair Credit Reporting Act process in our consumer disclosure to make sure that the information is provided um, to the insurance carriers correctly that's used to evaluate the consumer as a risk. So you mentioned data before, and we've spoken a lot. Data is obviously critical to this. And AI, generative AI, um, more specifically even, goes into a lot of pricing, claims into all these components of insurance. Talk about what you see as the role of AI in insurance. Yeah, I think it's it's growing. Um, it's, it's a role that I think the industry really needs to pay attention to. Realize from our perspective, a version of AI has been around for us um, since the early 90s. Um, providing analytics on data. Uh, I get asked the question a lot, the role that we play um, in the market. And it's, in a lot of ways, it's easier, easy to deliver content. We, we are very focused on delivering decisions. And when you think about it from that perspective, um, you're using um, uh, modeling techniques, you're using data assets and analytics to provide answers back to the market. So we have evolved over time, and and where um, AI is today is really the extension of that evolution where we've been for years, um, and taking it to the next level. But but I think what 
the role is going to play is it's going to allow the market to look at data sets differently. Um, it's going to provide better risk segmentation. Um, our view is it's not just loading it into a machine and letting it run. Um, we're going to have a lot of human oversight associated with that, and we'll continue to evolve as a market with with the technology, but also with the inclusion of the human oversight as well. And and that is critical right now in AI is the human oversight. Talk about specifically how you do that, and more more importantly, what mistakes CEOs might be making by not having the human oversight in AI. Well, I think to let machines just run um, is a critical mistake. Um, you know, you get learned behavior that ultimately um, takes on a whole new transformation that is is most likely going to give you outcomes um, that you're not hoping to get, and they and you build on bad outcomes um, going into the future. That we can't afford that um, as an industry. Um, as any industry using this technology. But in a lot of ways, what this is going to allow, allow us to do is leverage the core foundation that we've created and make it better, right? Bring improvement to it. And that that's one of our cornerstones of how we are as a business and how we look at the role that we play to our customers in the in the marketplace is constant improvement. And And I think that's where this technology comes into play. Let's talk about, let's say I'm an insurance CEO. Give me an example of how you worked with someone and how you changed their perspective of their profitability challenges, market challenges. Uh, Robert, that's a great question. Um, and it's not easy from the standpoint as, as human beings. Um, what do we not like the most? Um, is change, right? I mean, it's just natural. Um, you kind of resist it. And we provide solutions to a market that that's not really crazy about change. Um, change for the insurance industry is risky. And so we're an organization that's constantly bringing a view of change into it through a new use of data and analytics, Okay. So that's that's where it starts. It starts with the role of data and analytics. Um, it starts with challenging the status quo. Um, we challenge ourselves internally within LexisNexis constantly. Um, just because it's always been here like this uh, doesn't mean it has to be like this tomorrow. Um, that's really the cornerstone, the foundation of how we think. And now our role also, as we are having these conversations with the market, is to get the market to think differently. And then... How specifically should the market be thinking about what changes are going to happen over the next few years? Yeah, and it's and it's really how consumers are looking at them. It's looking at um, the regulators, how regulators are looking at the treatment of consumers, um, the use of data and analytics, right? The transparency associated with it. Um, how do you actually get a data set into a workflow and changing an organization to think differently on their approach to their business model? So all of that, you know, rolled up together is a challenge the market has. And 
you know, what we're trying to do is help the market think through that. What is that first step in the journey that sets up everything else, right? To really think through um, that step that's going to material, be material in the way they're thinking and how they're, they're working with their customers going into the future. If you were to use your crystal ball and predict what are the two or three things that are going to change over the next few years in insurance, what would those be? Uh, great question. Um, I think what's going to change is the regulatory landscape. I think that's going to play a critical role um, in how the market um, uses a lot of new technologies. Uh, I think that's something that we collectively need to get our, on our toes about now uh, and playing the role of education. Um, you don't want to try to start educating after you've implemented. Um, do it on the forefront of the journey. Um, uh, I think that's number one. I think number two is there's so many factors that impact this industry. Um, uh, the, the question is, how can you get in front of those factors and think differently about when things change? How can you be on the forefront of change? and not being reactive in the market. Um, predicting, uh, along those lines, predicting change, things things from a market perspective, um, they harden over time and then they they start to soften up again. Um, and not waiting for the market to change, but how can we be, again, on the forefront and plan on being prepared for for and being an influence of the market itself, I think that's so important. Um, I'm going to go back to data and analytics. Uh, I, I just think that that one of those areas that uh, will impact the market in a big way is the better use of data analytics. And I think the industry, um, even though it's done a great job with it, there's still room for improvement. Um, and yeah, I think that's a role that we play to help the market actually see that. This is Robert Greece on the CEO show speaking with Bill Madison. We're about to take a commercial break. When we come back, we are going to hear something that I don't think I've heard before after a thousand CEOs, which is forget mission, forget vision. It's all about a different word. You'll learn that when we come back. Hi, everyone. It's Robert Reese back on the CEO show where we re Hi, everyone. It's Robert Reese back on the CEO show where we speak with the CEOs who have reinvented the fabric of America. We're here with Bill Madison, who is the CEO of the insurance division at LexisNexis Risk Solutions. So, Bill, what you've spoken about is there is vision and mission, which is, that's what all CEOs are constantly talking about. You're saying, yeah, those are important, but that's not the heart at all. It's something completely different. And to you, that is the word purpose, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Explain all your thinking here, because this is a different way of thinking about it. Yeah. So, yeah, let me be clear. And Robert, you kind of said it, right? There's, there's always going to be a vision that you have within the business. So I'm not I'm not kicking that word or that that view to the curb, but 
you know, 10 years ago, as we sat down as a group, we really started to think differently about our group um, and how we wanted to be thought of both internally and uh, across the market as well. So we got very focused on our purpose. And our purpose statement goes like this. We're innovators. We're passionate about challenging the status quo and improving outcomes. That's it, right? That's what we're all about. And we wanted something that um, really the organization could rally around. Um, and we spent a lot of time and energy on that, um, even to the point where I think the first time I presented it to the organization, I, I struggled with it, right? Because it was so different. But as, as I really started to think about this and how this could change our way of thinking, um, both personally and professionally. And I think that's exactly what it's done. We've been very consistent with it. Our, the market and our customers really understand where we're coming from as well. We're innovators, right? A lot of what we do has never been done before. Um, and it really goes back to that whole change conversation we had a second ago. We're creating change across the marketplace. Um, we're challenging our own status quo constantly. We're asking our customers to do the same thing. Um, and that's where the, that constant improvement comes to play. Me personally, I want to be a little bit better today than I was yesterday, every day. That's a challenge I have personally of, of bringing that mindset. But I think as an organization, that's exactly what we're doing as well. We're constantly improving and focused on improving. Um, and we're asking our customers to do the same thing. When you're talking about purpose, a lot of people talk about purpose, maybe not at the core central axis, how you do, but what do you believe is going to be the next phase of organizations in terms of how they view the concept of purpose? Well, first of all, you got to embrace that, right? Um, a lot of it, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of organizations that struggle on that central theme that everybody can rally around. Again, it goes back to that mission state, vision statement um, most organizations have. Is it is it easy to understand? Is it easy to rally behind? Um, and I think that's something that we're trying to do here as well um, that became, as stated, the central theme of why we took that approach associated with it. Um, and I think also um, on the whole communication scale, um, I think the transparency, the honesty, um, the humility, um, the leadership team has to have um, is needed more today than it's ever been out there. And I think um, that whole central theme of um, self-awareness um, comes into play as well um, in how um leaders and how organizations really need to understand and embrace those concepts of um, not only how we're running businesses or treating a marketplace, but um, how we act in our day-to-day -day transactions. And what's your take from a leadership perspective on the role of attitude? Oh, yeah, man. I tell you, it means everything, right? How you how you approach people, how you approach your day, how you're approaching the market. Um, I mean, it's hard to be successful if you have a bad attitude, right? And um, I think if there are 
bad attitudes across an organization, you need to call it out and address it. There's just no room for it. Um, and as stated, you know, to be successful, I think a lot of it is the the approach that you're taking in your day-to-day transactions. Um, that That's when it really becomes real. I can give you countless examples over my career where that's happened. Could be with a customer situation, could be with a market situation. Um, but in either event, right, I think being there um, and be willing to roll up your sleeves um, and 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 be transparent in that situation um, is so important. And we, as stated, it's, it's, it happens a lot. When you use the word transparency, are there any unique practices that you use as a leader to build transparency in where your group is going to say, okay, because we have this, because Bill Madison has said this as our leader, we are going to be transparent. Because you have, you know, over a thousand people working there. So it's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, and I think that the foundation of that, Robert, is constant communication, okay? Where the internal market truly understands where you are at all times. Uh, every week, um, I deliver a message. We call it the, the MMM or the uh, the Monday morning message. And every Monday morning, I deliver a, a message to the organization. It could be about the business. It could be about something that happened the prior week. It could be the result of a conversation that I had with an individual that that tugged at my heartstrings and says with it and sharing the story um, to the organization. I think that's so important. Um, so I've spent the better part of you know, my Sunday afternoons, sitting down, crafting a message uh, that hopefully um, touches at least one individual. And you sit there and you question yourself every now and then. Is that worth the time? I think every leader does that. Is it worth the time and the effort I'm putting into this? And consistently, I will hear back from at least one individual with out of the thousand sitting there on how that message touched them or how it came through at the perfect time. And at that, that moment, I get my answer. If I can touch one person each week through that, that time and effort I put into it, it's well worth that. Well, what a great practice you have. And so I, I, I want to thank you, Bill. What a pleasure it is having you on the CEO show. And, um, what I'm going to sum up, and then if you want to add something on, you can say, and this is what it is. You focus vision and mission, but really focus on purpose. And then if you take purpose, what that comes down to is transparency. And the secret to transparency is constant communication. Anything to add on to that? You said it well. I don't know that I could have done that any better. So, yeah, but Robert, thanks for the time today. I really appreciate it. A a real pleasure and uh, great having you again on the CEO show.